Yeah, I, I have it thrown up, so I just keep going back to it. Welcome to the Wild Sports Podcast. I'm your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me this time, the man who makes it all happen over at Wild Sports, Jeremiah Junkie. Robert is off enjoying the tropical lands of Hawaii. He So he will not be joining me on this episode or probably our next episode either. But I'm honored to be in the presence of somebody who knows way more about Cheyenne High School football than either Robert or myself can probably combine. So high school football season kicks off this Friday in Wyoming. 4A is going to get it rolling. And I thought, who better to talk to about East, Central, South heading into these games than Jeremiah himself. So, Jeremiah, how's it going? How's how's the summer treated you? It was, it was come and gone way too quick. I had all these grand plans of things I was going to do with the family, and uh, I got to – not even the third of them, probably, but we still had a good summer nonetheless. <laughs> well, I know you you got to do a few cool things. What what was your favorite thing that you and the family got to do? I had season passes to Elitches. That's about it for getting out of town and stuff. We, uh, you know, this summer we had plans to go out to Kurt Gowdy and all that stuff. It just never never happened. Uh, about the bet, the most we got out of town outside of going to. Elitches a couple times was uh, we got invited to go boating at Guernsey on the 4th of July. So that was a good time. That That's always a good time. That's how well, I won't take up too much of your time. We'll get right into football season here. What are you, what are you most looking forward to about this year's Cheyenne trio of high schools? I, th- I think it'll be really interesting to see how, you know, East replaces a really big senior class. And it seems to me, like we're kind of getting to the point where we say that about East every year, uh, where you look at their roster and, and the guys who contributed heavily the year before, and a lot of them have, have gone. And, you know, so I, I think they're in a very similar situation this year where, you know, they had a, a number of guys uh, who have been, you know, been good players for them the last couple of years who have departed. But then you look at, at some of the players they have back, and I was over at, at East helping uh, a friend to shoot a lot of their stuff for social media yesterday. And, you know, there were still a lot of familiar names and faces uh, there, you know, Trevor Eldridge, uh, you know, holding it down on both sides of the line and uh, Ethan Brinkman, who was just a dynamite linebacker for him last year, stepping into a big time role and playing really well for him. You know, Garrett Schlabs out on the outside and secondary Drew Jackson in the secondary, and he's going to be moving to, to running back this year. Um, apparently that plane was in the works uh, before uh, Dom Casas came down from Sheridan. Uh, but, you know, they're going to have Dom on the outside too. And, and probably I would imagine doing some special teams things for him. So, you know, I, I think in terms of skill players, you know, East is pretty well loaded again. Camden Hayes is stepping in there at quarterback and he got a little bit of experience last year when Gavin Goff went down with the season ending injury about mid to, I don't know, two thirds of the way through the year. So, you know, I, I think they've got some guys back. Uh, it'll be just kind of interesting to see, you know, how those lines fill in and that sort of thing. Because I think that you know, that could end up making or breaking East season is kind of how some of those new linemen do uh, coming in there and and how well they play. Um, and over at Central, they have they had a large, somewhat large senior class, but you also look at what they have coming back all over 
and they've got a lot of guys coming back. Keegan Bartlett, a quarterback, a lot of guys coming back on the lines. Jackson Whitworth, a wide receiver. You know, Jackson Lobatos was their second lead rusher last year. You know, he could have had a lot more yards if he hadn't gotten hurt. Zacha King was a guy that moved back to Cheyenne uh, about midway through last season and, and played late and did some good things for him. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what Central looks like. Uh, you know, I think I think Central could be pretty good. I think East, you can never count them out. Uh, it seems like Chad Goff has always got them in the mix. And South, it, it continues to be a project. And now they've got Eli Moody over there as the head coach. And I know he's really trying to turn some things around and build some enthusiasm for it. And he's going over there into the whole process of trying to build South up, eyes wide open, because he was an assistant over there for one season before he took the reins. And so, you know, they've, they've, they've got some players that over there that have played quite a bit for them, uh, but they need a lot more players. And, and they're trying to build things from the ground up over there from, you know, the peewee ranks here all the way through Johnson Junior High School and really get some people excited about being bison by the time they get high school age. You kind of nailed all, all three of the Cheyenne football headlines that I've got. East has just an incredible collection of skill players, one that makes coaches from around the state very jealous. Central has what could be a very talented team. I mean, it's hard to argue that there are many more talented guys than Keegan Bartlett and then South obviously has a new head coach. So let's stay with South here. What have, what have your first impressions been of Eli Moody? You know, he's, he's enthusiastic as you would expect a a young coach in his mid twenties to be. And I I think that that's, they kind of need a young guy that is, is really excited about, uh, you know, being there and, and, that sort of thing because you know they've tried they've tried they've tried it with older coaches before you know when Tracy Pugh was over there uh it was you know it was his first head coaching job uh you know but he he had been around the block several times as an assistant coach and then you know then they went with an experienced coach with a, a track record and Dan Gallus and uh you know that just didn't click yet and you know so now they're going to try something maybe a little bit different with you know an, a young enthusiastic guy who is, uh, you know, really eager to, to, you know, put his stamp on things. And, uh, you know, they're going to be running some different things offensively than what they've done in the past, you know, with Dan Gallus. When they started out 3-0 and in his first year, uh, some of that was just because what they were doing was such a departure from what anybody else in 4A was doing at the time. There was a lot of veer, a lot of read option stuff, and, you know, there, no teams were really doing that. And on top of that, they had the guys – that could really run that with a lot of success with uh, DeAndre McRae and uh, Marquez Jefferson and, and Austin Barker pulling the trigger at quarterback. You know, they, they had some guys that really could execute that. Uh, but then I think once, uh, you know, once those guys got beat up a little bit, uh, teams had a little bit of chance to, to watch a video on them. They, you know, it wasn't quite the same after they started out three and and picked up their first wins over East and central. Uh, you know, so It'll be interesting to see, you know, I know that, like I said, they're trying to build a lot of enthusiasm on the South side and, and get kids excited about crossing the street from Johnson and, and being Bison. And I, I think that's great for them. I think that's the way you kind of have to go about doing those things. You have to get, uh, you know, some coaches at the junior high level who, you know, are excited about being coaches and being coaches at that school and, 
and that sort of thing. And and I think they've got some good people at, at the junior high level. You know, the coach that they've got there that's kind of running things for them at, at Johnson Junior High is Hurry Smith. And both of his kids uh, went through the South program. And, you know, we're, you know, he had one that was a great offensive lineman and one that, you know, just did a little bit of everything. And so there's a lot of Southside pride on that Johnson coaching staff. And I think that's bubbling up, you know, from them to their team. And, and you know, if you're Eli Moody, you've got to hope that it's, it's crossing the street and uh, keeping people excited about playing for you. No doubt. There's certainly a lot of Southside pride. And if they can get that thing rolling over there at South, it, it, the fan support could be just phenomenal in football. So let's move, let's move to Central. Keegan Bartlett, obviously the big name for the tribe. You were around covering East when his brother Tevis was just dominating the state of Wyoming. What mm-hmm. what shades of Keegan do you see of Tevis? You know, it's interesting because uh, I was just writing a story on, on Keegan for tomorrow's paper. And, you know, I was thinking a little bit about that because I've, I've covered both of his older brothers. You know, when Gunner was there, Gunner was playing on the lines and, uh, you know, the different player than either Keegan and Tevis. But, um, you know, I think there are definitely some comparisons you can make to Keegan and Tevis just because they play basically the same positions. The only difference is that Tevis was a safety and Keegan's a linebacker, uh, at least high school wise. Um, You know, I think that they're both really talented physical runners. And, you know, I don't know. I think Tevis was maybe a little bit better quarterback. Um, I don't know that we really got an opportunity to see what Keegan could do at quarterback last year because, and, and this was something I talked about in my story was, you know, it's one thing to transfer and to try to learn a new offense and pick things up and get comfortable with your new teammates. It's entirely another thing. You're also playing baseball for post six this summer that you make that transfer at that position. And, you know, so he, he didn't do that this summer. And I, I don't know if that was just because he had had enough. He said, I miss hanging out with the guys and I miss being in the hotel. He's like, but I really don't miss the bus rides or being out on the field in the 90 degree sun all summer long. Um, but, you know, he, he had another year where they could do a lot of seven on seven stuff this summer. He could familiarize himself with the playbook and get comfortable with his teammates. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, although you can probably expect to see him up in the top of, you know, four a rushing leaders, maybe he's not going to be second. Maybe he's not going to, you know, he might still lead, the state and all purpose yardage, but they hope that they do it with a little bit more balance, that it's more throwing and running than just, you know, the running, carrying it, and then averaging like 103 yards passing. So what do you hope to see from Keegan? You know, I, I think if, if, Cent- if Central's going to have success this year and they're going to advance out of the first round of the playoffs into the semis, again, you know, like they did a couple years ago, they're going to have to have some balance. And, you know, they, they, they think they've got some good receivers. You know, I mentioned, I think I mentioned Jackson Whitworth before. You know, last year was his first year playing high school football, and uh, he was Central's leading receiver. You know, Richard Prescott's primarily the safety for him, and he's going to uh, play a lot more receiver this year. And so they're hoping for big things out of him. And then Ethan Reisdorfer, who I think he's a senior this year, uh, he was kind of an inside receiver slash tight end hybrid. Last year, you kind of think back to what uh, Brock and Brady Storbo did for Central, the last Central team that went to the semis. Ethan Reisdorfer was kind of filling that role last year. And, you know, I think those are three good pieces in terms of, you know, the passing offense to, to build around. Um, you know, I think that the key is going to be 
you know, Jackson Lobatos uh, being able to stay healthy and Zach Akeem, what, what he does in terms of, you know, giving him another option of running the ball. I think, I think the pieces are there for them to have a good passing offense. Uh, and, and they've got a lot of faith in their offensive line. But uh, I think there's a lot more that goes into it than just, you know, Keegan Bartlett's performance. But I definitely think the pieces are there for them to be pretty good. So East just has a, a an embarrassment of riches, really. They have a lot of guys health permitting who can really just revolutionize any offense in the state, and yet they're all playing together. What what do you make of the East offense? You know, I think you could. If that's another group that could be really good. Um, you know, that one's the one that. Uh, you know, has a little bit more question marks just because of the offensive line. You know, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, I think they graduated quite a few guys off that line. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, some of the guys right off the top of my head that, that were big pieces last year that, uh, you know, they lost to graduation. But I think in terms of the skill guys, you know, they have an embarrassment of riches there. When you can move Drew Jackson from an inside receiver where he was really good for you to running back, which is his natural position, I think that says a lot, you know, getting a guy like Dom Casas, who, you know, was a great wide receiver and an incredible returner at Sheridan, having him in the fold is is great. And, you know, Garrett Schlabs has been just a, a sure-handed receiver for the past two years for him, whether it was, you know, Graydon Buell, Gavin Goff, or even Cam Hayes throwing a pass. He's proven that he can be a go-to guy out there outside. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really expecting big things from him this year. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what Camden Hayes does as a full, you know, as a full-time starter with a full offseason to prepare because he did some pretty good stuff last year. Uh, you know, he was just kind of thrust into there after Gavin Goff suffered that knee injury late in the Central game. So I think the pieces are, are definitely there skill-wise. I think it's it's the lines where it's really going to be pivotal for, for East this year. Certainly the offensive line is always important and it helps all those guys do what they can do. I know we've had you on before. You came on, you said high school football is just, it's one of your favorite things to go out there and cover. So we're a couple days away from the very first game. I know a ton of work goes into putting the paper together and getting everybody really excited for it heading into that. But what's it like this week for you? Uh, right now I'm, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. As you mentioned, Robert, Robert's gone and uh, being a one-man show is absolutely for the birds uh, because right now, you know, I've had to do the work of two guys trying to get all of our season advances for, you know, all the other sports in addition to, to football. Um, you know, fortunately I caught a bit of a break because, you know, golf and, and tennis get started before anybody else. So I was able to get those off of my plate uh, before last week, but once last week uh, got going and all the other sports, you know, swimming, volleyball, Cross country, all those other sports really got kicking into high gear. Uh, it's 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 been busy. There have been few dull moments in the last ten days. That's for sure. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt about that. Well, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you want to touch on high school football wise before you know things kick off Friday? You know, I think that just about covers it in the in the capital city. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to this year as I you know, as I am all season, you know, every football season, but I think this one, especially just because, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what East, how East reloads, you know, whether Central can, can get it put together and make it back to the semifinals. And, 
you know, I, I think South is unfortunately they're in for another down year. I think if we're going to see things turn around with South, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long-term project. Um, you know, I can't help but think though, as you look around the state, that it's going to be a lot more of the perennial contenders, uh, you know, Natrona, Thunder Basin, Sheridan, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, Rock Springs, I think they had a big senior class last year, but I, th- I know they've got a very good coach out there in Mark Lenhart. So, I, you know, I don't know. I think we'll see a lot of familiar faces in 4A, but I think, you know, you never know who's going to jump up there and surprise teams. So I, you know, I'm just looking forward to, to teeing it up on Friday and, and seeing how it all plays out come November. You, you are very right about that. It's certainly going to be a very interesting season. A lot of good players, good teams. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I'm sure Robert is very disappointed that Dom Kazis moves down to Cheyenne and he moves away because and that's, and that's funny. Cause that's exactly what I said to East coach Chad Goff yesterday. I was like, you know, I was telling him about, uh, you know, the fact that we had heard whispers this spring that Dom was coming down to Cheyenne and, you know, you had some central people that said, oh, he's going to end up over here. And then you had, you know, some other coaches saying, oh, he's going to end up over here. And, you know, I know that, you know, Dom Kazis was definitely Robert's guy. Robert Robert loved watching that kid play football. And, you know, here he, he would have had the opportunity to watch it several times a year. Now he leaves us. So it's it's his loss. But I'm sure as he's sitting in, in Hilo uh, doing his thing, I'm sure he's I'm sure he'll be all right. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll find, he'll find a way to get over it, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that, that leads me into my final question here because Robert and I love to talk about who, who we'd just love to watch. Who's who's the one kid that you just can't wait to see play? Oh, man. That's a really good question. You know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as, as, as great as Garrett Coon was and as loaded as that Sheridan team, or not Garrett Colson Coon. Sorry, that's what happens when you're around when you've been around this for as long as I have. Uh, you get all these darn kids mixed up. But I mean, as good as as great as Sheridan was last year, you know, Colson Coon was was to borrow a phrase from Reggie Jackson. I mean, he was the straw that, straw that stirred the drink. He was just a phenomenal player on both sides of the ball, but especially offensively. And it'll be interesting to see what he can do for an encore uh, because just some of the things he did at, at his size and just. You know, the way he could take over games was just something to watch. And it'll be interesting to see what he can do as, a, as an encore this year, considering everybody's going to be gunning for him because he was the Gatorade player of the year last year. And, uh, you know, I, I think if teams with Sheridan, they're going to have so many weapons, I don't know that you can gear up to stop just one guy. But, uh, yeah, Colson Coon is probably the guy that I'm most looking forward to watching this year. That is not a bad selection. I mean, last year I caught him a few times and – uh that was probably more – I probably saw him play more times than uh, I saw him get tackled. He was just – he's truly special. If you have a chance to go watch Sheridan play and see him play, absolutely highly recommend it. He's just – he's in a class of his own, certainly. I'll, I'll mention a Cheyenne kid that I, I'm excited that I don't think we've mentioned him enough. Ethan Brinkman, I mm-hmm. watched the tape last year of his game against Natrona County – and I just every single every other play, he's either making the tackle or in on the tackle. And for a guy to be just all over the ball like that is uh, that that's special talent, ball awareness. And we give all this 
love to the skill players, but he as well is just he's an he's a competitor and he's an yeah, absolutely field. So well, appreciate the time, Jeremiah. Have fun on the very first Friday. Which game are you going to? Uh, I'm not. We've only got one game in town, and I'm going to put our new guy Matt Atencio on covering that while I stay back here and take calls since he is unfamiliar with that. But uh, we'll get him up to speed, and we'll be able to get back out next week. I know we've got multiple games in town, so I'll be able to get back out and take my preferred spot in the press box and enjoy some high school football. I love it. I love it. Well, I guess that's a good segue. Hype up the new man who's going to replace Robert here, and and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, we've got Matt Atencio coming in, young guy from Las Vegas who, uh, you know, he's worked uh, for the Las Vegas Las Vegas Review Journal doing some video stuff for them and a little bit of writing. But you know, he's going to come here and he's prime. His role is going to be flipped. Uh, he's going to be focused primarily on writing, but I know he has that video bug and things that he's become very good at through his work with uh, the Review Journal, but. He wanted to focus on sports and writing, and we're going to give him the opportunity to do that here. So, uh, you know, Matt's out there on Twitter. I don't know what his Twitter handle is right off the top of, the, right, right off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, there's a Matt Atencio out there that I follow. That's him. So, you know, he'll be having your scores on Friday night for East Campbell County, so give him a follow. Absolutely. Looking forward to uh, hopefully crossing paths with him at some point. Well, thanks, Jeremiah. I appreciate the time, and uh, – Good luck putting the paper together on Friday. Thank you. You can need it. Always need need a little bit of luck that first Friday. <laughs> All right, we got Pine Bluffs Ryan Fornstrom with us. Really appreciate the time, Ryan. Let's just get right into it. You know, PB had a nice season last year, not the season that uh, you guys were certainly hoping to have, but what are the expectations heading into 2022? Uh, the expectations are definitely to get back to where we were, to the state title game and every let all the seniors, including myself, go out on top this year and start building the program again. So, Now, I know we've had you on before to talk hoops. You're talking football here. You got that basketball state title ring. What would a football state title ring mean to you, just like in terms of hand jewelry and then just in general, what would that mean to you? Uh, the basketball rings, we got them in a couple weeks ago, and they're pretty cool. It made me want a lot more. And uh, the excuse my brothers have given me now is that they have a football one and I don't. So, I mean, that would always be a plus to get one of those and kind of end this debate of who's the better athlete in the family. But I think one of those would help me uh, help my case out a lot. <laughs> well, how, how's that debate going for you? I know it's real competitive over there in the Fornstrom clan. Um, I texted my basketball coach a couple of weeks ago and asked him which brother he thought was best. And he told me he thinks I need one more and then he'll, he can give me a clear answer. So as of now, I'm, I'm not winning, but if I get a couple more, I, I should be winning. And that's the goal for this year. <laughs> You still got time. That That's the beauty of it. You still Lots got time. of time. Well, I, we've talked basketball before. I've, I've never talked football with you. So what, what do you enjoy most about just being out there on the gridiron? Uh, it's, it's unlike basketball. It's uh, nine people on the field at one time. And it's, it takes all nine of you to actually, like, if not all nine of you are locked in and playing, then bad things happen. And we had that happen a couple times last year. So it's, it's a lot 
more of a team sport. Basketball is a team sport, but you have to have all nine guys locked in all the time and everybody's got to come ready to play and be willing to hit somebody and just play for each other. So, I mean, what do you – I know that you have a great connection with Stu and basketball and on the football field. What Describe that connection on the football field for me. Um, it's just we've kind of like every time we're bored, we get around and we throw a football, just him and I, or we shoot, shoot the basketball. We're always in the gym together. So I think uh, the connection from my – we've been – he's been throwing it to me since my freshman year, so – on year four now, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty nice. He knows where I'm gonna be and I know where he's gonna put the ball and he's got really good at placing it. He just he's we're kind of both clicking now and we know where we're gonna be and it was working last year and it should be really good this year too. I know because you guys also like to give each other grief. Stu's been collecting personal accolades over the summer. What do you think of that for for your buddy Stu? Uh, it, it's good for him and he gives me crap and I give him crap about it so. I'll definitely have to go get a couple of those this year, hopefully, and just calm him down a little bit if I can. But we we just like to give each other crap about it and push each other. I think we've just talked about pushing each other all year and just becoming as best of athletes as we can. What would you say makes your football game stand out? Uh, I don't know. I it, when my freshman year we we got we got the crap beat out of us. I think we won one game my freshman year and. I don't think I've ever hated losing more than that. And I've always grown up and I've never wanted to lose, never liked losing. So that pushed me and I tore my ACL the next year and I had to watch my, my buddies and all my teammates play. And they came up short in the uh, quarterfinals, I think. And um, it's kind of just pushed me and having a year off kind of made me just want to do everything I can to get back to where I was. And, uh, I definitely wanted – my brother was a third-team all uh, Super 25, so that was definitely a goal, and I got that. But I kind of just want to do as much as I can for my team and make up for the year I missed because you only get four years of high school sports with your buddies, so just make the most of the last year I have. So what's on the checklist to make the most of it? What's on the Ryan Fornstrom checklist? <laughs> um, so we do uh, – they do defensive points, and – I think it's the coolest thing ever. I could offense is cool, but I love defense. And uh, I had I think forty two defensive points last year. So the the goal for this year is get a game of fifty, and that's pretty hard. It's it's two points per tackle or something like that, and fumble recoveries or points. So that's definitely a goal this year. I think fifty would be cool. And then just uh, get the state title that we came up short with last year. For people listening. Defensive points, the easiest way I know how to break it down. It's kind of like playing fantasy football, but it's just on the defensive side, and 50 points is no joke. That's like – that's some kid's whole season. Yeah, there's there's not many people that do it. And I think there was a Lust kid did it last year, and that was about it. But 50 is pretty hard to get there. You got to have a pretty good game. So what do you play on defense? Uh, I play like an outside linebacker. It's a safety that rolls up into an outside linebacker pretty much. Okay, okay. And then you're kind of all over the offense. Am I, do I have that correctly? Yeah, uh, it started slow. They kind of let me get into my – last year with coming off my ACL, they kind of let me do what I wanted. And 
they kind of just kept me out outside or just in one spot. And then as the year went on, we started to move me a lot more and kind of try to get everybody moving. Cause it just, it opens up everybody else or it opens me up and just a lot of movement. It just helps the offense all around. Now, when I think Ryan Fornstrom, the play that just kind of replays in my mind, I think it was the state semifinals against, I think tongue river is that's who you guys played in the state semifinal. Yeah. And you throw the full court pass to Stu. And I'm like, all right, Stu's got QB competition. Have you been trying to lobby to get, get some passes in the playbook or anything? for? I think since my freshman year, I've been arguing. And uh, when I played JV for a while, uh, my uh, assistant basketball coach coaches our JV football team and he's my receivers coach too. So, uh, he always threw in some reverses and let me throw the ball. And Gray hasn't been very telling Stu that I want to throw the first pass in Shoshone, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I've been trying super hard. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I, I'll just, I won't take up too much more of your time, but I know we talked with Stu about what does what he like about the nine-man game? What do you like about the nine-man game? Uh. It's a lot different. I I actually enjoy it more than 11 man, I think. And I only got one year of 11 man besides junior high and stuff, but it's a lot of open space. If you catch it, it's one-on-one and pretty much whoever wins that's going to score. And I think that's super cool. It makes the defense side a lot harder. You got less linemen and you can just do a lot different things with the ball. So you got to be on your toes on defense. You got to be able to make tackles and, it's it, just a lot more open space. I love it a lot. So that that definitely favors your game, would you say? Yeah. So, so give me an example of a moment where you were like, where you just made a guy miss. Like, what what's the play? What's the football play in your head that you're replaying? Uh, the one that comes to mind, which I don't really like because it was in the semis when we lost. But I think I caught a vertical over the middle, and I had the DB behind me. And uh, I just kind of dropped down on my hand. I didn't. I don't know if I did it on purpose or what. There's a lot of adrenaline running, so I don't really know. But I just kind of did a spin move on one hand on the ground, and he just jumped right over me. And I was, I had no clue what happened, and I got up and ran it in for a touchdown. I was so confused. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys open the season week one on a Thursday against Shoshone. I got it marked on my calendar. I know you have it marked on your calendar. I'm. I could not be more excited about that game. What, I mean, what are you looking forward to about that opener? Oh, I think they, I think lost one kid or something last year and we lost a couple, but we had uh, nine kids, nine juniors and sophomores on the field last year in the semis at one point. So we're going to be just fine. And it's going to be fun because no matter what happens in week one, the state championships, not for 10 more weeks. So, that's a lot of time to build and regather. So it should be fun. It'll be see where we're at, see where they're at. It, it'll be awesome. Besides the bus ride up, that's going to suck. Well, I won't ask you to compare the Alex Mills and Peyton Trumpler duo to Stu and Ryan. I, I don't want to do that to you, but you know, I love to talk food. So I'll wrap it up with what, what's the go-to football pregame meal? What's, what's on your plate? Um, I think for the last, like, I don't know, probably two years, my mom makes spaghetti every Friday and all the boys come over for lunch and eat it. It's just fun. And 
I don't know how I haven't got tired of spaghetti yet, but I, I continue to eat it every game day. And it, it doesn't hurt my stomach, so I just kept going back to it. And then I usually throw a bag of jerky in there somewhere to get some protein in me. So jerky and spaghetti, that, that's quite the combo. Yeah, I, I haven't thrown up, so I just keep going back to it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Ryan Fornstrom, Pine Bluffs, do it all offense and defense. Can't wait to see him strap it up this season. Good luck, Ryan, and uh, appreciate the time. Thank you. All right, so I'm here now. We're out on the football field. We're doing this in person. I'm almost an arm's length away from Brecken as we're talking here at Cheney Alumni Field, I think is the specific name of this. Brecken McClintock, just a killer wide receiver for the Mustangs. Looking forward to a big year out of him. Brecken, how's it going? How's, uh, how's the summer treated you? Summer is good. I went to a lot of football camps. Tried to put my name out there, Wyoming, getting recruited. It's obviously hard for a lot of kids to get their name out, so I was just trying to do that. And then playing baseball for uh, Casper Baseball Club. My team, the Drillers, we made it to the state championship, but unfortunately fell short there. And, yeah, I've just been looking forward to the fall. So. Yeah, it turns out Cody's pretty good at not just football. They're also pretty good at baseball. You fell victim to that one. <laughs> well, Tell me about the camps. What camps did you go to? Uh, I started off with our um, Shadron team camp with uh, our upperclassmen and a couple sophomores. We did well up there, got to experiment with some of our new stuff and uh, play some teams from Colorado. East was there, Shadron was there. So it was good to kind of just get out and see where we were at. And then I went to Montana Tech's individual camp. And then after that, went straight to Black Hill State, our other team camp with our upperclassmen and then finished it off with Augustana at the end of the summer. So I was battling a groin injury there, so couldn't get to a lot of camps that I planned on, but I still got out there a little bit, so. Yeah, I remember talking to you in the spring. You had like every week lined up. I was like, man, this guy's busy. He's gonna be doing a whole lot of stuff. Well, which, which of those team camps did you enjoy the most? I think Shadron was a lot of fun. We got to play a lot of kids from Wyoming, including, you know, like I said earlier, Sheridan and East. And those are going to be two tough teams this year, so it was good to kind of compete with them early on and see where we stacked up, what we needed to work on. And then, obviously, teams from Colorado, and I think there's a team from Nebraska there. So it was just fun to play with all those guys out there. So you're, you're on Natrona County. You guys, I'll be the first one to say it if no one else is going to say it. You're going to be pretty good this year. you got a lot of talent coming back, headlined by you, Wyatt, Powell, Luke Spencer and some other guys. What what are your thoughts on the team heading into 2022? I think we're going to be really strong this year. We have a good group of seniors. We're tight. We really care about each other, and it's honestly a really strong brotherhood is the best way to put it. We really put in the work in the summer with our weightlifting and speed trainings here during the week, and then went out during those team camps and just got better. And now we're here. Two days just ended up so. We've been working hard, getting better, getting closer together, and I think we're going to be really tough to beat. One of the things I, I, Breck and I were talking, obviously, before this, I told him that I decided to start exercising again. So I'd see Brecken and other guys at the gym all the time over the summer working out. And it wasn't just one or two guys. It was usually a couple of you guys together getting in that work, extra work on top of what you guys are doing with the team. How, how have you guys built that brotherhood? I think it all started honestly when we were freshmen and we've just gotten, done nothing but get closer and closer as the years have gone on. 
playing on, you know, it went from freshman team to sophomore team to JV. We've just all been together and stuck together. And now that we're finally seniors and we're all getting to play on that big stage Friday Night Lights, I think it's just huge for us. And we've really been working for this moment. So I'm ready to just go put it all out on the field every Friday night. You said earlier to me before we started recording, sorry for the listeners, your favorite sports football. You mentioned the Friday Night Lights. What's that feeling like? What's it like for you? What's the most special thing about just stepping out here on Friday nights underneath the lights? Man, it's amazing. Uh, being in Natrona County, the town really shows out every Friday night and they support us with, you know, whether it's the people who have played here previously or that have sons playing here. We, if you come here, we really always have a packed stadium no matter what the game is. And last year was like, I don't know, we kind of had a fall off from the student section previous years. And last year, it really came back. Um, our quarterfinal game, actually, the student section carried on from this side of the stadium here all the way over to that side when we had overtime on this side. And so that was really cool to see. I think they're really just involved and like coming to watch us play, so. What, what does it mean to you to have that fan support from your fellow classmates? It's everything. I mean, when you have a loud stadium, it just makes it harder for the other team. It makes it easier for you. And knowing that you have support out there just makes everything more fun. So, Now, wide receiver is a pretty good position this year in Wyoming. There are a lot of talented guys. I personally would throw you into the mix as one of the most talented guys in that group, if not the most talented. What What is it about wide receiver? Like, what, what do you enjoy about playing that position? I just like the opportunity to make big plays, whether that's, you know, catching a slant and taking it all the way or catching a deep ball and just outrunning guys. I think at receiver, you have a lot of opportunities to showcase what you can do on the field and make those big plays. So, One of the things about you that I think, I don't want to call anybody out, but I think you stand out above other guys is that you come up with tough catches. You are down the field and there's a guy on your back and it doesn't matter, the ball's landing in your hands if it's anywhere in the vicinity. What's going through your mind as, you're, as you look back and you see the ball in the air? Just catch it, no matter what. Uh, throughout the season, our coaches, we have a motto as receivers, and it's ice, which means I catch everything. So we really live by that. And if the ball is catchable, you better come down with it, because that's what we go by. So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, what, how do you think you were prepared? Like, I mean, obviously, you've played sports your whole life, but it's different catching the ball in the game at the varsity speed, I mean, what, what, what has prepared you to just excel at that? Um, I think it's honestly my teammates. We have a lot of kids who come out here every day and compete so that when we get to Friday nights, it's not drastically different. So when we're during, during our uh, team time, I have a lot of guys that are going up against me, making me better, making themselves better. So it's as close to game-like as we can get it. Now, you, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be the guy again who crowns you the leader of the wide receiver group. What have you told these other guys who play receiver that they need to do to you know, help out Wyatt and help out Luke in the running game? I just always talk about do your job, you know, stay confident. Don't be cocky, but stay confident. Uh, like in practice, we have this thing where if you drop a ball, you do your quick five push-ups, and that kind of helps you get your mind back and not focus on the drop and just get ready for the next play so you don't carry that on. So. Just staying positive and doing what you can every play. Brecken's really elusive. He just dodged a bee here as we're recording. You might have heard it buzzing there. That was that was impressive. 
he's unfazed, unfazed by the bee as well. So, you know, one of my guys is Evan Longo. He's not maybe the most talented guy out there, but what, what's that? What's it like having Evan as a teammate? Evan's great. He brings the energy every day. And obviously with two a days we just had, it's tough getting up every morning super early and coming out here and practicing. But when you have guys like Evan bringing the energy, you know, keeping spirits up, it's fun. It makes it fun for sure. Now, I mentioned Luke and Wyatt. Who's, who's somebody that people maybe don't know from this team that stood out to you in practice? Um, there's really a couple guys. I think there's a few juniors that are kind of, you know, under the radar, but are really solid dudes. And those being Preston Heatrick. I mean, he started games for us last year at the A position, and he's great. He's going to do a good job for us this year. And then um, Daniel Yates, he's another one. He's going to be playing a little bit of D-line linebacker this year. And he, he reminds me a lot of Caden Wilcox. He just goes out there and makes those plays that no one else can. And, um, and then Caden Farr, I wouldn't say no one knows him because he had a big season last year as well, but he puts the work in every day, and I'm excited to see what he does this year. You mentioned Caden there at the end. If you don't know, Caden's had one hell of a story about perseverance. We can maybe get into that later, but what what's it like? What's it been like seeing him to just get back out here on the football field? It's great. We're all so happy for him that he gets this opportunity, and he's been working his butt off since that incident has happened. So it's just been great to see his journey, and it's honestly inspiring seeing that you know, no matter what has happened, he continues to just improve and get better and grow. So. So what's, what's the mantra heading into this season for the Mustangs? I think it's just handle adversity well and stay together through adversity because the nine-game regular season, you know, you're going to see adversity. People are going to get injured. You're going to lose these games. All that stuff can happen. So I think the biggest thing is just staying together and staying tight and moving forward without letting that phase us. I know you have goals of playing in college. So what do you want to accomplish this year individually? Um... I really just want to kind of one-up my season from last year. I was happy with my season last year, but definitely far from content. So I think just one-upping what I did last year, that's really just the main goal for me. All right, let's, let's revisit last year real quick here. You had a bunch of big catches, I'll be honest. I watched the tape every Friday. I'm like, man, I didn't even realize that was Brecken who caught that one. That one's huge. That's a big play. What's your favorite catch from last season? Uh, I think my favorite catch from last season would have to be Thunder Basin quarterfinals. It was third and 20, and Tyler threw a perfect ball to me down here on this side. And I just went up with two guys on me and came down with it, kind of messed up my back a little bit. But that was a great catch. I could hear the crowd go crazy. So that was a fun one. And then it set up that touchdown to Caden Farr in the end. And we all know how that game ended. So that was a fun one for sure. For the record, I thought Brecken was dead after that catch. I was very concerned. I almost was like a mom and ran out on the, I was like, is he okay? Like, why is nobody asking if he's okay? But Brecken was fine. He was next day messaging me, hey, do you have video of my catch? Nah. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to touch on yourself or NC football or anything at all before we wrap things up here? Well, I think we hit most of it, you know, just, doing what we can to go one week at a time, one game at a time, and focus on our goals for that week. We'll obviously win the games, and then it'll all lay itself out come November, so. All right, so I know Brecken has at least listened to one episode before, so he probably knows this 
final question that's coming up. We ask everybody this that comes onto the pod for the first time. You got a burger in front of you. you can put anything on this burger. It's going to be the Brecken McClintock burger. What's going on the Brecken McClintock burger? All right, we got to have pepper jack cheese, and then we're going to go with some guacamole on there and bacon. I think that's the perfect burger for me. This is a man after my own heart. No wonder he's been dying to come on the pod. That is a burger order right there. I love that. Well, where's your favorite place to get a burger in Casper? I like Five Guys a lot. I've never been disappointed by Five Guys, so I'd say them. I love it. I love it. Well, Bracken McClintock, wide receiver and DB for the Natrona County Mustangs. Really appreciate the time. Good luck. Week one, week zero, excuse me, against Laramie. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. You do.